Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Thanks for clicking play. I have a request. It's a special request for today's episode. Go to the website, hotspringsvillageinsideout.com slash 360. hotspringsvillageinsideout.com slash 360. The reason this is important is I have a downloadable PDF and I've got all kinds of links. And these are going to be things that are going to be really important for you to have in front of you as you're listening or watching today's episode. I appreciate you listening. We hope you'll subscribe. Tell a friend. And we're back with another episode of Hot Springs Inside Out. That's HSV, InsideOut.com, where Hot Springs Village is the star of the show. My co-host, Mr. Randy Cottrell, that I'm happy to work with. We have been covering what you could do with a dead cat in an hour from Hot Springs Village. Is that right? How far you could swing a dead cat, right? That's correct. That's correct. Or a live cat. If you no disrespect to any dead cats living or dead or or no Garfield jokes, none of that stuff. Right. We're fine. Uh, we ended up, we, we, I think we do a quick recap. We went through the national forest, petty gene, uh, the Coleman's mines, like Washita state park, like Washita, the national forest, the hiking trail, um, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, Garvin gardens, uh, Lake Catherine, Lake Hamilton, uh, the Tri Lake area. And we kind of ended up downtown and I kind of left us at, uh, Arlington, uh, there in hot Springs. And I want to go back down. There's two pieces of real big information. This is for locals that you may or may not even have a clue about, but, uh, the Arlington, those two pig twin spires in 1924 that were built up there, they hung a wire between those things. And back in the day, like right now, Randy, you and I would turn on the radio and we're going to go to 92.9 or 94.1 or whatever. No, they hung up a wire and they broadcast and they mean broadcast. It would go on. uh, uh, The the spectrum frequency would be, you know, 10 miles wide. If you were within five miles and you turned on a radio, you heard that channel, right? Well, one of the stations there was KTHS. Come K right to hot springs come to hot springs just down the road and they couldn't let the when they when they started they really couldn't broadcast at the same time till the fcc helped break them up about five years later so because just down that same street of uh, at the end of the street is the malco cinema now the malco cinema i was the uh the chairman of the board for the hot springs documentary film festival for several years and the, the Malco, as you drive past the Malco, you think, well, there's a there's a theater and maybe a two story theater or whatever. That's a five story building. And there's two stories under the ground. There's the floor that has the the uh, the movie theater and it's a sloped floor that kind of goes down to the floor above. Then there's a balcony above that. Then there's a balcony above that. Then next door to that was the Malco. How would I say it? I guess like an office building complex. And this is where I thought where it got interesting. Um, so where did the uh, Grand Old Opry come from? Do you remember what the call letters were of the radio station? No. WSM yeah, yeah. in Nashville. WSM, which stood for We Sir, We Shield Millions. The Nashville National Insurance Company bought that radio station. 
Well, you had come to hot springs, which was a ads and tourism promotion thing. And on top of the Malco, you can still see the tower part of the tower today. Here's the, here's the, the, the building that has the theater in it, which has Maxwell blades, great music or magical show. And right beside that is the Malco business complex. And there was two floors underneath ground there. There was one, two, and on the third floor, they had a radio studio. And the radio studio was, and I'm going to make sure I always get this right, KWFM, oh, KWFC, I'm sorry, KWFC, which if you think about it, what happened was back in the day, media was so new and expensive, but still kind of cheap in another way. Right. So, for example, uh, the reason that WSM was bought by the insurance company was because they realized early on that they were buying a lot of commercials. They could buy a radio station for as much as they were paying commercials for, right? Yeah, right. So the Williams Furniture Company, KWFC, bought and transmitted out of the top of the Malco Theater right there. And uh, the, the, the broadcast booth is still there. We were supposed to do a, uh, a Village Venues, one of my TV shows, we were supposed to do a TV show with uh, Tom, who works at uh, KVRE, who owns KVRE, uh, and he had Quixie 99 in Glenwood. He moved it here 22 years ago, 23 years ago to Hot Springs Village. Uh, but we were going to do a tour because he was actually a DJ at KWFC, and they would have to look literally, literally look down Bathhouse Row and test to see if the Arlington was transmitting so they could turn theirs on or they could turn theirs off or whatever. Uh, KTHS was bought, that license was bought, and it was moved to Little Rock, and it became a TV station. And today, at this very moment, it is KTHV video. Well, okay. So it used to be Come to Hot Springs, so it's now they changed it to S to KTHV for video. Anyway, that's the stories up and down. Oh, there was a part of the last story I did not share that's one of my favorite parts of all. As you're going down Bathhouse Road, we're, we're leaving the Malco and we're driving toward the Arlington and we're going to turn at the Arlington or no, we're not going to turn at the Arlington yet. I'll be back to that. We're going to go to Happy Hollow before there. We're going to go down Bathhouse Road. On the right hand side, there was the uh, Kodak, the wasn't the Kodiak, it's the, yes, the Kodiak Hotel had over 800 rooms, was the largest hotel west of the Mississippi for nearly 80 years. But you remember when we talked about making hotels out of wood again? Yes. Another fire. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. This had Russian spires at the top of it. Yeah. An unbelievable place. It's now where the federal building is and where the Wheatley Plaza is right now. Across the street from that, there's a lot of what were apothecaries. And so there would be a drugstore. So you would go to the doctor on the right-hand side and get your treatment and you would get your mercury bath because you remember how mercury makes all but thing, bad things go away. Mercury restores the humors, I guess, maybe. But they literally had mercury baths. They had sits baths. They, I told you earlier in the last episode, I told you that they had a room of torture slash medical appliances. Right. They actually, Randy, I'm not making this up. They had a garden hose with a fire hose end on the end of it. And that was your cure for kidney stones, my friend. So stand still. We got to blast your kidney stones. Yeah. Right? And we, we yeah. take for granted how things have changed, right? Yeah, let's hope we don't have kidney stones. Right? Exactly. Well, across the street, there's a bunch of red, ha red uh, uh, buildings that are t-shirt shops now. 
Well, remember I mentioned that, that there's a 21-foot tube underneath there. Well, they built bridges going from one side to the other. Well, they didn't necessarily, they didn't bring the horses down the bathhouse side road. They brought the horses down the apothecary side. So I encourage any of the locals or anybody who's coming to visit, one of the things you've got to see is go into one of these stores on the other side of the road. And Randy, they have a big red arch. They have an arch like this and it's all bricked up and there's bricks on the outside and brick on the inside. Every one of the buildings has an arch because they would run horses and carriages through that arch. So the ladies would not get their, their dresses muddy or their shoes muddy. And they could get out, walk across a bridge, go across the bridge over to the bathhouse on the other side. So uh, it was for the day. It was kind of a mall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. If you're watching the video, you're seeing me shuffle through papers because I'm writing copious notes. Copious, not numerous, <laughs> copious notes. Because I'm kind of throwing them at him kind of quick. Copious notes. Yeah. Well, listen, and as we said at the intro of the show, we, we gave, I gave you fair warning. You want to go to the show notes, go to the website, hsvinsideout.com, because we got all kind of links and resources. Uh, it'll make you, it, trust me, it will make the listening or watching, um, well, it'll, it'll just make it better. It will fulfill your experience, I promise, because yeah, all these things it, I'm it talking about. Will. You know, here's yeah. the good thing, in all honesty, uh, for our, our audience. I mean, this is... This is what the internet calls evergreen content, hmm. which means it's always useful. Yeah. It's not time sensitive. Well, you did in the last show, you mentioned if you're going to go, if you're going to go see, and I'm, I apologize. I forgot the Arlington hotel. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go see that, make your plans very quickly because there may be some things happening there. So, okay. That part may be time sensitive, but the rest of this is it's timeless. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. it like really it. was timeless. And because it's funny, you should say of that entire episode, you know, Garvin Gardens, the the National Forest, everything. The the only one thing that was relatively time sensitive at all was the was the Arlington. And that's just simply because I, I would hate for you to come see an actual Art Deco building and it not be in the condition that, you know, that we talked about. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, the fact that you can go see mm-hmm. paintings from 1925 that have been there since 1925. Yeah. And well, and for example, I mean, when was the last time you had a trio, a, a jazz trio that had been there for 25 years or 23 years? You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a place that unfortunately in our day and time, Randy, I don't think we realize, you know, it's one of those things that you go and see and it's a snapshot and you don't realize how precious that snapshot is until years later. And you go, wow, that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I left us on Bathhouse Row across the street from the bathhouses in the city side, as we would say. And as we're going down that side, uh, one of the next buildings down on the left-hand side is now the Waters Hotel, which uh, is a glorious, glorious brand new boutique hotel. Uh, Unfortunately, they've got a bar on top. I haven't been able to go there yet because of the pandemic part of this. But uh, you will love the waters as a boutique hotel. It's a unique experience because you're literally right in the, the heart of the, the national park across the street from the national park. Uh, there is there's the park hotel. There's I'm sorry, the park hotel. There's the it's not the superior. It's the Quapaw. The Quapaw just reopened. And I mean, just reopened as a boutique hotel. Across okay, the you're going to have to spell that for me. Q U. 
A-P-A-W, I believe. And okay. locals are going to make fun of me, but it's Quapaw. Okay. Just like but, it but there, yeah, There's a row of home of, of, uh, of bathhouses there. And as we mentioned in the last episode, what happened to the bathhouses? Penicillin happened to the bathhouses. Mm-hmm. Anything that, would, that you usually would have used that for the cure, you don't need that cure anymore. So these gorgeous Victorian bathhouses, which frankly... If nothing else, Randy, if you rode a train down from Chicago, that was a pretty common thing. You rode a train down from Chicago. You spent a week here. You were trying to get the cure, as we talked about. And you had a week of relaxful relaxation and baths and, and walking in nature in the national park. If, if it didn't give you a direct cure, at least cured, helped your immune system. You yeah. know, it, it certainly did. You felt better no matter what. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, anyway, where I'm going is, is that right beside that is the Superior Bathhouse and Brewery. So, yeah, it sounds that way. It's actually the Superior Bathhouse. Uh, they actually make beer from the mineral bathwater or from the mineral water. It is the only brewery or even microbrewery uh, in a national park in the world that we know of. Uh, they've got great snacks, great food, and it is right beside Arlington Park there where you see the big flat place where we were talking about the Arlington that burned down last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the street from that, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, part of the Gangster Museum and the Wax Museum. Fantastic places to visit. They're incredible. Kids will love it. Uh, it's Because it's wax, it's always a little dated, but it's kind of a tour down historical memory road. You know, it really is. It's a good idea. Uh, right beside that is the... Um, Medical Arts Building. The Medical Arts Building was sold last month for about a million and a half. And that's a 16-story building. If this building looks familiar to you anyway, it's based on your age. Because the old black and white version in the 50s of Superman used the shot of the front of this building for their opening credits every time. Interesting. It really, it's a fascinating place. It's a fascinating place. And it is an old medical arts building. You would have on one side of the street, you had the, the, the cure of sorts. And on the other side, you had the doctors and the pharmacies and all that fun stuff. But uh, the medical arts uh, it is an unbelievable place. Check out some of the videos. I hope we can link to a couple of them. There are guys that are doing those videos of the old abandoned Arkansas. And Abandoned Arkansas has some incredible videos of that building, all 16 floors. And it looks down. uh, You literally look out and down on top of the Arlington Hotel because it's about four or five stories higher. As you process and proceed down Bathhouse Road, out of town, past the Arlington, on the right-hand side, you're going to see the... um, uh, aqua, the uh, That's a, not a marine, but what, what's the, the aquarium? We have a huge aquarium with something like 300 species of fish, uh, all kinds of reptiles, anything you can imagine on the right-hand side of the road. It's kind of in the lower level of the parking deck. Big place, great tour, worth your while. But across the street, my friend, is one of my very favorite spots. It was uh, the Faded Rose back when I started going there 25 years ago. It is now Rolando's. Did y'all get a chance to go to Rolando's? I did not. Rolando's, um, you know, and in, in, this is where I need some input from you on this. So for me, Mexican food is kind of Mexican food. And then there's Tex-Mex and then there's chili mix and then there's hot mix. And then there's, you yep. know, and then it becomes a contest to see how hot you can make it or whatever. This, this is such a different food. I first tasted Rolando's when they were running a, 
a little bitty boutique out of the back of the Malco when we were having the film festival. And if you haven't been to the Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival, I strongly encourage that. It is an unbelievable event. Um, but I tasted some of their food and it's middle American and Guatemalan. It's basically Central American food, which is Rolando's. Uh, it's everything's been marinated. I don't like really loud peppers. I don't really like hot foods or whatever. Uh, it's, it's not loud, but it's very savory. It's fantastic food. We have never sent one person to Rolando's that didn't go. It was one of the best meals of my life. Okay. So that's interesting. And that's a factor, but it's about to get really, really good because the building right beside there is a four story parking garage now. Okay. And in the, in the bay, in the floor of Rolando's, they have a middle, it's a Mexican restaurant you think of, and you can walk out the back and up a little and kind of stagger step up. And there's a, a, a patio out back where they have live music and you're sitting here in the city and you're touching the wall, which is the national park. And it has tufa growing down it. And there is a baby raccoon that will come down and squabble at you. If you don't give him some of your chips. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating in any way. And this is fun. And this is cute and all right. Mm -hmm. Let's go back inside. Let's go back downstairs. Let's go back to the bathroom floor. And you tell them you want to go up to the speakeasy. Okay. You want to go upstairs. Okay. You walk over to the far right hand side and you start walking up this 14 foot wide staircase. I've never seen a staircase this wide in my life. And you start walking up the stairs and you're going from the first to the second floor, right? Okay. No, no, oh. no. You're walking directly to the third floor. Oh, because the third floor was an honest turn of the century, honest to God speakeasy. And here's how this worked. You would walk out these stairs and all the way up to the third floor. When you get to the third floor, you're like, dang, it feels like I've walked a couple of floors. You have, you have the architects on the second floor had a different exit, a different entrance on the other side. Remember how I told you there was a four-story parking garage on the other side? Yes. People that are watching, local historian buffs, everybody, the Garland County Historical Society, Garland County Historical Society has pictures of this because the Hot Springs Opera Building stood until 1962, a beautiful old wooden five-story opera building. And, and Randy, if you walked outside the uh, the very top row of the balcony of the uh, uh, the the, uh, uh, the 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 symphony the uh, opera opera sorry you would walk literally across a little gangway into the third floor of the speakeasy and you would go Joe sent me and you would get something for your whistle so you could go back and watch the rest of the show honest to God. And it is one of the most fascinating places. They have it decorated a little bit like a speakeasy. They've got a little bar up there. They've got an old piano and whatever. But to try and imagine what it really, really, really must have been like till 1962. So now what was on the second floor? What did I miss here? There's an architectural firm that they access it from the back of the building. So the staircase was intentionally built to take you okay. up to the third floor. There's no second floor entrance except at the back of the building. Gotcha. So I tell people, and, and here's the, here's the insider's tip. Here's the insider's tip drive up. So, well, the next building over has even as fascinating a story, believe it or don't, but the next building over is the parking lot. And there's a little alley between that that goes up to the sunset trail. 
drive up like you're going to go to the Sunset Trail, which is in the National Park, park on the fourth floor, the very top of the parking deck, and walk back around and you go into the third floor of the speakeasy. It's an amazing place. It, within parking on that little deck, you, you can touch the National Park, the hiking trail, the speakeasy, the everything. And I'll even tell you what's across the way from the alley right there, that little half alley that you drive up. Yeah. It's the Mountain Valley Water Company, which has been making water here in the vale, in the village or just outside the village for over 140 years. And that building was originally called the Rose Water Building because inside that building, Randy, there's another fountain that just comes right out of the wall. Literally. Interesting. So and you, you, when I say hot springs is, is water, yeah, literally. Yeah. When you walk in the front, it's an Art Deco building built in the 20s. Uh, and it's a beautiful building on the bottom. The second floor of that building is all, um, and they do give tours, but the second floor of that is all administrative per- properties. The uh, the third floor of that was initially uh, under uh, kind of a canopy, and they would do dancing under the stars there at night. They have a uh, Japanese um, uh, a stained glass vase that is their lighting fixture that was like $30,000 in the twenties. And it's anyway, they've had it restored. The the whole place is just unbelievable, unbelievable. So for everybody that's that's just listening in, catch us up, Randy, what's going on? Well, uh, you know, you're going to have to go to the website. That's all. (laughs) And I, I'm pretty sure I said it at the, at the outset, but again, PDF, I'm going to commit right here, downloadable PDF with all of these links and things because you're going to need it. You're absolutely going to need it. So, you know, if you're lost, don't worry about it. Cause I am too. I'm just, li- I'm just listening for these are, you know, for me, Dennis, this is like, okay, these are some places that I absolutely need to check out. I need to, I need to go online. I need, cause I listen, the first thing is to even know that they're there. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so we're not intending to, to go too terribly deep into any one of these things is kind of a 360 tour of what, of what is within an hour of, of hot springs village, Arkansas. But that's, I don't know. I mean, that's the phenomenal thing to me is this is the second episode. There won't be a third, (laughs) uh, there, there probably could be, but you know, we don't want to wear out our welcome, but to just give you some idea for those who have never been to hot springs village, Arkansas, you now have more than compelling reasons to make it, to make a a trip of it. And for those people that are already inside the village or maybe new inside the village, you know, I told you before we hit record on this episode, I wondered how many people who are current residents inside the village. And there's so many people who've come from other places, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The odds of people knowing of all these things is slim and none and slim left town. You know, well, so. I, I've been here my whole life, and many of these things I've just learned in the last 20 or 30 years uh, because I, I enjoy hanging out at the Historical Society, some of the most interesting people you could ever imagine. And believe it or not, Randy, believe it or not, in my historic sweep down Bathhouse Road, I have forgotten one thing. Let's hear it. So right there at the Arlington, I said we turn and we go like we're going out of town. Yes. No, no, no. We're, we're not going to do that. We're going to go straight. Yet. We're going to go straight down Park Street. And you're going to go down the side of the Arlington and there's a, and you're, that's where the promenade, the, the road that goes behind the mm-hmm. walking trail that goes behind the bathhouses, which is a must do. 
It is a must do. It's certainly, and this is where you're going to go. You're going to go back to the very, very back of that. And right at the very back, there's a place where you can get water right out of the fountains. You can have whatever you want to get from the springs. They, they pipe the water right in. If you want to drink it, it's slightly radioactive. If you want to drink it, cool for you. You know, and I used to feed it to my goats, I'm not exaggerating, but at the bottom of that hill, at the bottom of that hill, there's a little trail that goes winding back around and goes up to the top and it goes up to the mountain tower, which is a fantastic. I think we've had four different mountain towers. This one is really, really very well engineered. You can walk up. No, no, don't do that. Or you can ride the elevator, but at the bottom of that hill, before you even start going up, there's a little place. There's a little hotel called the happy hollow, the happy hollow hotel. And you want to look up the Garland County historical society and the happy hollow and at the bottom of the mountain, right there, Randy, you'll get a kick out of this. They made, how would I say, hillbilly photographs. <laughs> we, we have pictures of Al Capone in suspenders, acting oh. like he's a, like a, yeah, a hillbilly. Yeah. Uh, we have notorious gangsters who, who have tutus on. Uh, they're all at a bar and there's, a, there's fake, you know, there's Jethro de Bodine signs written on the wall. It's hysterical. It is hysterical. And everybody, everybody, a lot of the collectors I know have some of these stuck away in their closet, you know, these happy hollow photographs. Anyway, I digress. Now we've been up to the tower. We come back down uh, as we're going out of town. We're going out that way uh, on either side of the road. There's some really nice bars and restaurants and stuff. We're going to look straight ahead at where there's a whore vacui, a fear of open places. And that unfortunately is where the Majestic Hotel was. And six years ago, the Majestic Hotel burned to the ground. Vagrants were staying in it. It was an unbelievable place. Uh, let me tell you how, what the where the peak of it was. The Beverly Hillbillies came and stayed there for a week. Granny and Ellie Mae and Jethro and, and uh, all of them, Jed. And uh, it was a remarkable place. It was a huge hotel that had historic goings. It went back to the, I think it was the 1870s. Some portions of it actually went back to that. Now, Randy, and I make a note here, if you would, again, abandoned Arkansas. Yes. And the, the Majestic Hotel. And you can see some of the old video before it burned down, unfortunately. Uh, that said, if you turn and go left, <clears throat> not right, coming back to the village, if you turn left, you will go down to the IQ Zoo. Now, the IQ Zoo is kind of on again, off again. The IQ Zoo used to be a real thing, and it was where you would teach the chicken how to beat you at tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and they actually, I know, I know, I thought you'd like that. Yeah. They actually trained rabbits. They trained, they trained, uh, uh, they actually, I think one of them trained a snake. But here's the funny part. My buddy in, in Hot Springs uh, that has uh, Hello Hot Springs, uh, John Cooksey, actually did an interview and one of the guys had confessed basically that they were training animals for the CIA. <laughs> Is that not fascinating? Yeah. They trained animals for Disney yeah. <clears throat> commercially. They trained animals for Disney. Uh, but you know, this was a different day and time, you know, not everybody, you know, training animals is not as, you know, is kind of passe or whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, absolutely fascinating that place. You wonder what the CIA would need with chickens, but, uh, they were actually training. <laughs> they were actually, they flew these guys out and trained them to, to, uh, uh train porpoises to attach yeah. charges. Yeah. 
yeah. the charges. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they've done documentaries about that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. some of these guys were actually flown out to do that. They were some of the guys that were training. If you go up into the very end, remember uh, one of our other episodes that you diligent listeners who are listening to all this, I reward you and applaud you. But at the very end of that road, right where the road comes back together, it's a divided road, uh, is the warehouser, um, yes. uh, headquarters. And that is, that was the Dirks timber company that helped help basically make the village. We turn left and we're going to make a U-turn right there, just a big old U-turn. And right there, oh, this is going to be a dad joke that you just I cannot resist, is the alligator farm. And it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah. Out of being. Yeah. Out of being. <laughs> Actually, they have uh, they have some Barnum and Bailey artifacts. They have the uh, the um, uh, the the baby head on a uh, on a serpent uh that yeah they have uh they have a lot of oddities there they have a petting zoo that the kids love every kid loves it uh they have a mountain lion they have uh, bobcats they have and then they have the alligator or the the gators and they feed okay, and the name of this is again what the alligator farm alligator farm alligator farm and petting zoo yeah, and I was too fixated on the dad joke I, I missed. yeah no it's it really is. It's a, uh, it's a mom and pop business, you know, mom and pop, like a roadside attraction you see on route 66, right. uh, still run it today and just sweet people. And it's really, it's well worth your while. It really is. That's excellent. Got it. So from there, we're going to come back into the village, which yeah, coming up to the village where you're at the Walmart in the village, uh, as you are sitting in the Walmart parking lot, looking out from the Walmart, you're looking at a clump of trees across the way. And those clump of trees is where a hotel was. There was an 85 room hotel that was the mountain Valley hotel because of the mountain Valley water famous opera singers would stay there. That's still the bottling facility today. And uh, it's a, it's a remarkable place. It really is. It's worth just to go into drive through and see the ruins where they were. And there's still a bit of bottling plant there now, but uh, now that was destroyed roughly when. Uh, I'm wanting to say they had a fire in the thirties or forties again. Okay. So a long time ago. Yeah. Pretty good while back. Yeah. Uh, but now we're going to swing back up, up to little rock real quick. Cause we're still inside our, our, uh, our yep. trip radius our dead cat radius. Uh, and one of the things you're going to want to see in little rock, little rock has a lot of cool things. The Clinton museum is quite interesting. They announced last week, they will be reopening. Uh, and there's always a, a revolving display. I think the display is the Beatles right now, actually oh, okay. kind of interesting. Uh, on the other side of the river, just across the river is the old mill. And that is what it's officially known as is, uh, Puget's old mill. And it was, uh, in the opening scenes and the closing scenes of gone with the wind. And it's, uh, it looks like an old mill on a tri lakes area that's made out of concrete. It looks great, but it's actually made out of concrete of all things. Interesting. Isn't that odd. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a 1900s building. It's a great space, great garden space. Uh, lots of weddings done there. Lots of wedding photography. Um, <clears throat> lots of other options like that. Then as we swing a little wider out West, you have uh, Pinnacle Valley, Pinnacle Mountain in Little Rock, which is um, West Little Rock has really grown into where Pinnacle Valley is or Pinnacle Mountain. Uh, and it's one of those, imagine Randy, that you were climbing down to, to the Petty Jean Falls. Mm-hmm. And then you came back up that it's kind of coming up pinnacles about like that same coming back up thing. It's, it's really, really steep. Uh, it's an old gravel quarry right on the Arkansas river <laughs> and a very, very steep mountain there. And most people don't know it's pinnacle mountain state park. And everybody kind of fixates it on the pinnacle mountain part. 
there are some fantastic bluffs over near the actual park building itself that wrap around the edge of the, of the uh, Arkansas river, unbelievable views. Uh, and it, it looks literally prehistoric. It looks like it did, you know, a thousand years ago. And we're now how far outside the village minutes wise? Still right out about an hour, maybe an hour okay. 10. Uh, okay. As you, as you swing a little more West, you're coming back to, to Lake Maumelle, which is the water supply for all of, all of uh, Little Rock, <clears throat> but it's a triplicate water supply. They've, they've got, they actually take water from Lake Washita. They have a million gallons a day there. They have like water, um, water from Lake Winona. We're going to talk about in just a second. And then from Lake Maumelle. Uh, again, water kind of defines the central Arkansas area quite, quite distinctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I would mention, and this is probably going to be an hour 20, hour 30, uh, is the Plantation Museum in Scott. You cross over the river, and I don't know many of you that may not know, typically rivers have a hard side and a soft side. Uh, at any given point, there's a hard side that's typically rock, and there's another side that's kind of a softer lower bank. Well, the the south side of the river, which is the La Petite Roche, the, the Little Rock, uh, is the rock side, and the north side, for the most part, is kind of a sandy delta. It's kind of where the delta ex- begins and goes all the way to the state line and into into Mississippi quite well. And because that was the Delta, Arkansas is really divided up into three pieces. There's the Ozarks and the, and the Washita's, the woodlands at the bottom, which, and then the, the Delta, which basically runs from the bottom of Arkansas to Little Rock and then up a ridge basically toward Memphis. And that's the Delta. Uh, and there's a, there's a plantation museum there that has an actual working cotton gin that is a huge building, probably 10,000 square feet. Uh, and they'll turn it on for you if you ask them to. Uh, and then they have a lot of old tractors. They showed what the cotton life was like. And it, it, it shows what really happened in Little Rock because Little Rock was a city of commerce, but then they had agri literally across the river. And then they had some other commerce in the North Little Rock area. And it, it a lot of trading because of the river, it, it, very complicated area and very, uh, very redundant business commercially, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yep. So let's hop back to Lake Maumelle, beautiful lake, uh, just underneath Y Mountain. Uh, y Mountain, Randy, it, you know, many of the times I try and describe to, th- to people what life is like in the village and around the village. And this is one of the areas that, you know, I, I, I talk about it. And I know people just look at me kind of like I'm odd, but I don't lock my doors necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't lock my car necessarily. But and I'm not naive. I'm a security manager for the state of Arkansas. I'm not naive. I understand what I'm doing, but I also understand what the risks are. And there's a little place called Y Mountain, W Y E, and it is a little piece of heaven about three miles north of Lake Maumelle. Y Mountain is a little bitty Methodist church, and you want to take a look up on that. Y Mountain um, <clears throat> is a little stone. And I mean, genuinely 150-year-old stone church, still an operating Methodist church. And out beside it, they have probably 20 acres of daffodils. And late February, early March every year, they have a daffodil festival. And probably two weekends out of the year, uh, two weekends of that, that season, they'll have people there. And the rest of the time, they have a donation box and they have a sign that says, please don't pick the daffodils yet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's and really, people, it's, and people obey the sign and people obey the signs, people obey the signs. And they put a sign that says no dogs 
and I mostly obey the sign, but I mean, because <laughs> right. nobody's there. Come on. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but anyway, the, the long and the short of it is it, it, and you'll seem to see some of the pictures it's acres and acres and acres and acres and acres and acres and acres. And you say it's a yellow daffodil. And I'm like, well, okay. And then you realize there must be 20 different varieties. No kidding. And this is their one fundraiser a year. That's all they did. Yeah. And there's such a massive amount of them. Oh, it is. And, but you know, they're probably 20 minutes from downtown Little Rock, maybe 30. Okay. And they will have, they'll have 5,000 people out there. There's no place to park. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of the time, it's this little sleepy community on a little bend north of the river, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's that kind of suburbia, rural burbia, as we might yeah. call it. Yeah. You know, awesome. uh, we're going to get on, on the uh, highway, uh, you know, highway seven is what you went up and down uh, to yes. get to Russellville. That's the west side of the village. Yep. The east side of the village is Highway 9. Okay. Okay. And we're going to come back down Highway 9. We're going to be right at Lake Maumel and Highway 9. And we're going to start coming back down that way. And immediately we're back in the National Forest. And you can pick up right about there. Remember I mentioned Pinnacle Mountain just a minute ago? Yes. Pinnacle Mountain is where the Washita National Trail begins and goes 65 miles into Lake into Oklahoma. So it's not exactly, it's not like that trail goes downtown, hot little rock, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but it picks up at pinnacle and goes all the way through. And if you'll see all the development, it's amazing that the, the trail still exists, uh, but it's a beautiful trail that goes right down through the middle of some of the most beautiful woodlands you will ever see. Um, there is a little Lake, Lake Sylvia. You want to take a look at that. Lake Sylvia is a little man-made Lake that is probably I'm guessing 100, 120 years old. It's part, it's inside the national forest. And the reason I bring that up is because there was a girls a scout camp on the North side of that Lake. And about 30 years ago, we realized it was sitting on top of an Indian burial ground. And they took the Indian burial ground and closed down the girls church camp or the girls, girl scout camp and left the uh, Indian burial ground. And it's, you can see why it would be an Indian burial ground. It's just a pristinely beautiful place. But now you're really kind of getting into the heart of the National Forest. And as you come south down through there, there's a um, there's a lot of old trails. But there, this one is one of my favorite. It's the Lake Winona, which is Lake Winona Wilderness Area, the Lake Winona Wildlife Area, the Lake Winona Trail System. Uh, and this is the third auxiliary backup water supply for Little Rock. And Little Rock has a 27-foot tube that goes from there back into Little Rock, about 32 miles. Uh, and there are there's a spillway on the back of that, Randy, that when there's a good rain, it's probably an 85 to 100-foot spillway in height. And you can get up at the top of that if you have a good enough set of, of trousers on or a good enough set of shorts, and you can ride down the spillway down to the oh, bottom. Really? Oh, and there's huge rocks at the bottom. It's gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. As if I can't tell you, I love this area and it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And so the Lake Winona trail system, we're now, how, we're now how far outside the village as the crow flies, you're less than eight miles. But if, but as we drive it, oh God, you're going to drive it and you're going to drive it. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, Unless as, we can ride a crow. As the, as they say, there ain't a straight road between here and there. No, there's not. Uh, no, actually remember Randy, you know, and you and I have talked, I've shown you the uh, middle fork of the Saline river. We go out that way. Yes. If you go out across the Cortez gate yes. and through the middle fork of the Saline river, you can hit a road that will transverse that and take you there in less than 11 miles. Okay. So it's a lot closer than it looks. If you look at it on a map, it's right on top. It's just North of the village, 
uh, to get there. It's a couple of gravel roads, but it once again, a fantastic place. There's literally, there's another little white church there uh, that Diane and I were out there the other day. It's uh, Rye, R-Y-E. Uh, I'd never heard it. But once again, I've lived here all my life, been here, been doing this all my life. And, and once again, find new things all the time. I find things all the time. I find things all the time. That's awesome. All right. So the lake we've, I'm, I put a star by that one because it sounds like one that I definitely need to make on my list. You really do. And, and once again, these are, these are things that it's best in an SUV. You don't have to have one. Right. Uh, but that little road I was telling you about just North of Cortez, where you go a little back East that way. Yep. Uh, last time Diane and I went across there, there was probably a foot and a half of water across one of the low water bridges. Yeah. And had I not been in an SUV, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So it's up it, off the ground a little bit. Yeah, it, it's not exactly city roads, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think we've done a 360. Now it's taken two shows in an hour and a quarter, probably, but that's uh, okay. That's yeah, okay. We, we kind of covered it. And to those of you that are listening and patient listeners, thank you so much. But I tell you what, I hope my enthusiasm and my dedication to this shows through because you would be highly rewarded by this. This was remarkable. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a geographic area that has so many opportunities. Well, and these are day trips. And while you were going through it and I was taking copious notes, the thing that dawned on me was whatever you're kind of into now, you know, the trails and stuff that gets my attention. Uh, the history of course is highly interesting and that, that seems worthwhile too, but listen, just like this podcast, we realize. Those of you that are still hanging on here, you're into this. Okay. Not everybody is. This is a great thing about podcasts. We have these things called stop and play buttons and fast forward and rewind and all that. Is stuff. that what those are? That's exactly what those are. Very seriously though, to the audience, thank you for, uh, for listening. And we both understood when we started today's show might not be the most compelling audio, but here's what will be compelling. The audio will be compelling with the complimentary uh, information that we're going to provide you PDF downloadable, go to the website, all kinds of links. We're going to have these in the show notes as well. So you don't have to download it if you don't want to, but if you do want to download it and plan your trips accordingly, we want to make that available to you as a resource. It will be a, there'll be hot links in the, not the kind that you put on a grill, but the kind that you can click on and I'm a fan of hot links, by the so way. The, so these are not going to be tasty. Is that these what I'm hearing? Well, they'll be tasty, but not that kind of tasty. Anyway, you can click on, you can click on these and I've, well, I can tell you, I've got my work cut out for me to just produce that, but Sorry. We, we want, no, we want it to be, we want it to be valuable. No, listen, it's great. These are day trips. These are day trips. And I could tell just by listening to you describe these, I mean, you could spend a considerable amount of time at probably any one or two of these kinds of places. So yeah, no, really it's great. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate, I don't know. I, I'm sure the audience is also thinking this too. You know, how, how does he remember all this stuff? <laughs> you know, I, I got up this morning and had to find my keys. So, you know, <laughs> you, I appreciate you have, it. You have no idea what I've forgotten that in the next 30 minutes, I'll go, Oh nuts. I didn't bring that up. I didn't. Yeah, bring that up. Well, Hey, the good news is we've, we've archived this one now. So, well, one of the well, links that you need to share, one of the links you need to share. Yes, sir. Is ddvillageprop.com live lake camera. Yes, absolutely. Because if you want to see what it looks like today, and you're, you're possibly seeing part of it behind me now, but uh, 
Yeah, I've this seen is, a boat or two. I've seen. Yeah, a boat this or is two. a. It's a glorious day. It really is. This is a beautiful, beautiful summer day. A late spring summer day. Yeah. Okay. I want to end on. I want to end on one note by asking you a question. For those folks that have not yet visited the place, who've hung with us this far, give us give us just a real quick glimpse of the seasonality of the area. Sure, 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 sure. Hot Springs Village is. Uh, we we do have snow once in a while. We'll have a snow, but it, it typically is gone in two to three days. Uh, it is beautiful and warm nine months of the year. Uh, I am on the boat eleven months of the year. Uh, it's not that difficult it, it it for me for me randy and we've talked about this it's my version of paradise i know it's not everybody's version of paradise well it gets cold and it, it can be humid and da 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 well yeah, it can be that thing you know I, I i go to the beach and i realize i'm like dang that's sandy everywhere or that mist is going everywhere well you know there's downsides you'll find something wrong with every place but for us this is very paradise like uh and, and once again randy we've talked about the the hot springs village it is a beautiful area and a beautiful location, but the bottom line is there are wonderful people here that make it an exceptional place, exceptionally low crime, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place, uh, very low cost of living, which we've we've discussed or touched on before, uh, a huge, really high voluntary uh, volunteer quota in the village. A lot of people volunteer their time and services. Um, I'd encourage you to just come see 26,000 acres of beautiful national for a, a beautiful forest with 25% set aside as national as national. I keep saying national set aside 25% set aside as reserve space, not including the 11 uh, lakes, the nine golf courses. Uh, it's all got green space, space buffers, extremely well designed uh, only about 18 to 19% occupied. Come see us. Yep. We appreciate you, the audience. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast. Again, let me hawk the website one more time, and then we'll say goodbye. HSVinsideout.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend. 